Hello, welcome to the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm Jeff Cranson. Earlier this week, Michigan Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist joined MDOT Director Brad Wieferich and some private industry executives at Sweet Encounter Bakery and Cafe in downtown Lansing. I highly recommend Sweet Encounter, by the way. They were there to celebrate the My Contracting Program, and they talked about how this initiative can build on the success of the Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program, which has been helping small businesses whose owners often face obstacles in breaking into industry. Today, Lisa Thompson, who directs MDOT's Office of Business Development, which includes the DBE program and who was at Tuesday's event, talks about what she's learned over the years and why this still gives her great satisfaction. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. So first, you know, you've you've been on the podcast before, but talk a little bit about what the Office of Business Development does and specifically within that, the DBE program. Um, I know you don't want to toot your own horn too much, but a lot of the things that were talked about in that announcement Tuesday, considering my contracting and the extra assistance, I guess, building on what we've already done, um, a lot of these things have informed the program at MDOT for a number of years, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, the Office of Business Development, uh, we help small and disadvantaged businesses uh, compete for contracts and successfully participate in contracts for the highway program, the, the FH Federal Highway Administration funded program, as well as Federal Transit Authority and Federal Aviation Administration. Our, our job is to encourage and support these small businesses as they're uh, performing on state contracts. Uh, we The DBE program is the Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program. It's one of the six programs we administer in our office, and it's specifically designed for minorities and women and other disadvantaged or historically underutilized uh, businesses and business owners to get involved in government contracting. And then we also administer a small business program, which is a race and gender neutral program with the same aim to get smaller businesses involved in uh, MDOT uh, and state government contracting. Um, our, uh, our other programs are similar to that, just more based on individuals um, and getting them engaged in working in transportation. So when you think about success stories and uh, at Tuesday's announcement with Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist, um, mm-hmm. there were people there that have absolutely benefited from the program and have gone on to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes contract with MDOT and sometimes maybe with local road agencies. Um, can you talk about that, how you define success for these businesses? Uh, food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, absolutely. What we, yeah, what we do is we honestly believe that Small businesses drive the economy of Michigan, and we work to help those businesses uh, improve their bottom bottom line, understand their business management and development. Um, we they all they know how to do their work. So the engineers know how to build stuff. The the uh, 
uh, carpenters know how to 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 work with their hands and they do amazing work but business management is a completely different animal and so in, in our office we've got a number of folks with uh, d- degrees in business and communications and other areas that help come alongside and support these businesses as they uh, work on our projects as they build things um and then so we have firms that have had opportunity with MDOT. We have had firms that have had opportunities with cities and counties. Um, with uh, We've got fantastic folks right now working uh, for the Canadians on um, the Gordie Howe International Bridge. Just our job is to create opportunities. Um, I've been with MDOT for... 35 years now. And in the beginning, our office was named the Office of Equal Opportunity. Um, I like that because I think of what we do as simply creating the opportunity, opening the door, opening the window, so folks can walk in and, and help us produce the things we need to produce for the citizens of Michigan. That's uh, very, very well put. Um, that is a, a long time and you've learned a lot along the way. Let me go back real quickly to the Windsor Detroit Bridge Authority and the assistance mm-hmm. that you're providing for the Gordie Howe International Bridge. Could yep. you talk more specifically about that? Yes, I can. So um, <clears throat> the uh, the uh, it the Gordie Howe International Bridge is, is a project that has some support. It's a multinational project, but it has support from the Federal Highway Administration. So when that happens, we have to uh, meet all the laws and regulations associated with federal funding. And that is where office has come in. Um, So we have provided assistance to the companies that they have hired. Uh, We have provided, uh, we have a a program that we provide called the Bonding Education Program. And it's something that we're going to wrap into my contracting, which is a, a support program around Michigan businesses. But that program helped our, helps our businesses understand all the financial implications of being a business owner. It specifically connects companies with lenders and bonding agents that are in that are uh, that use and support and lend to small businesses. And it talks to them about all the things they need to do to get prepared. So a, a, a several of the companies working on the Gordie Howe International Bridge right now uh, have come through the bonding and education program and their work on the, the GIB, which is what we call it, their work on the GIB is their first government contracting. Um, and they were able to do that and do it successfully because of our office's support and helping them understand the difference between working for government and working for the private sector. Um, I, I'm, we've got a supplier who uh, is doing so well that he not only is working in Michigan, he's got a couple of contracts in New York now. And this is a gentleman who'd never worked in the government space, but they build and develop, um, uh, they build metal they 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 manufacture metal um i'm not an engineer so this is about to go off the rails a little bit 
But, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking they make the railings you hold on to that go across the bridge. <laughs> Which are pretty important. <laughs> Which are very important, yes. And it's magnificent that the that such a large undertaking has been able to right-size their contracts for this small business to succeed. Um, I, and I think that's something that government needs to do more of. Because we are supporting all citizens in Michigan. We know that small businesses drive the economy. We know that small businesses hire more people than, than the large businesses combined. So what they were able to successfully do on the Gordie Howe is make the contracts the, 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 so that the company could do them and fulfill them and then do another contract of the same size and then do an increase so that the small business could appropriately supply the, 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 this huge endeavor and be successful and deliver a great product. And, and so that's the kind of thing that I'm hoping for, for MDOT and then all of state government is, is that we help drive the increased engagement of small businesses in our work. So, we always we talk about how working with the Canadians on this project is um, can be challenging. We speak the mm -hmm. same language, but in some ways we don't. And yes, Canadians have their own version of yep. these kinds of programs, obviously. But it mm -hmm. sounds like the WDBA has been very uh, amenable to the things that you've you know helped them understand and and why why Michigan and the Federal Highway Administration. Um, have their own ways of doing things. Um, so has that been has that been challenging at times? <laughs> yes, it has. Because <laughs> you're right, we speak the same language, but we don't realize that sometimes we're speaking over each other. Uh, we're saying the same words. Um, we had to delve into actually defining terms that, uh, and, and generally it's something you do with technical terms. But when we were working with uh, another country, we had to do it with some terms that were non-technical because our meaning, uh, our meaning of equal employment opportunity and their meaning of equal employment opportunity is very different. Um, and it, it helped, it helped us to make better agreements. Um, it, as I've been working on um, other projects like uh, I-375 uh, through downtown Detroit, I, my work, the work with the Gordy Howe said to me, I said to them, define every contract requirement, not just the technical ones. So if the, so if the contract requirement is hiring apprentices, define hiring and define apprentices where, <laughs> and make it very clear what you're trying to do. But once we got over that hump, Yes, they were very amenable to um, including small businesses and make and supporting the effort for small businesses and and supporting the effort for hiring locally based um, uh, workers as well. We will continue the conversation right after a quick break. Hey, did you see that sign on the side of the road? What about those workers? Are you even paying attention to how you're driving? Work zone awareness takes all of us. So 
now that you've mentioned 375, let's mm-hmm. talk about that for a minute because uh, that what you do and what your team does is very integral, um, vital to the overall mission behind that project and the, what the community wants to see coming out of it. So could you talk a little bit about that and, and what you're doing to, to help, uh, help with those opportunities? Yep. So we are, uh, we've been involved from the beginning, um, from the development of the procurement um, process, the procurement type. Um, we have, we were on the committee that helped to select uh, what we call a progressive design build, which is something that MDOT is just doing. This will be the second project uh, that uses that process. Um, and it, it, we, we chose it because it provides a ton of flexibility in how you develop and engage different parts of the work. So it allows us to have uh, a goal around small and disadvantaged businesses being engaged during the what we call pre-construction phase. So when you're designing what the project looks like as you're filling in what the lighting scheme is. All of those kinds of things before any dirt flies. We have, we're engaged with that. We've got small business, disadvantaged businesses. We've got a mentor-protege program where businesses who aren't familiar with working for MDOT get the chance to work under an experienced uh, business and learn the MDOT way of doing things. Again, these protégés, they, they've, they've got the engineering degrees, the surveys degrees, the architecture. They've got all of the skill set. They're learning government, and they're learning how to successfully contract with us. So we've got a program with that. Um, but we're also going to do the same thing when the dirt flies, uh, which will be a year or two from now. Uh, when the dirt flies, we're able to, I'm hoping, model the same successful model that's been used on the Gordy Howe, where the packages, the 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 requests for work, the packages is what we call them, where they're small, uh, they're appropriately sized, they're 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 timed, and small businesses are informed so they can get engaged. Um, I think with programs like this, um, there's always a thought that it's a handout, and uh, it's never been and never will be a handout. It's an opportunity for good quality work. It's an opportunity to contribute. Um, it's an opportunity to participate as a taxpayer in the government that you support. Um, and wholeheartedly, I, I enjoy my work because of that. Yeah, you're, I really appreciate your commitment and your passion to, to the causes. And, and we talked about this on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. we could talk about it forever probably um you're naturally going to face people who are skeptical about these programs Mm -hmm. and think that they're set asides and that they Mm -hmm. actually advantage one group over another unfairly but it's it's kind of like instead of looking at things as trickle down from the top it's it's like building from the bottom up right lifting the boats by creating more opportunities which which is better for all of us it's better for society, it, right? Yes, and that's statistics. That's just statistically proven um, um, by folks smarter than me. It, it's it's very clear that as you grow and develop local businesses, as you empower individuals in the communities where the where we're doing work, 
we we do we do better work. We create better products, um, and we have more support and engagement. It's it's not the fastest way to get these things done, but I think it's the best way, and I think overall it it's it's a more efficient way of getting it done if you define efficiency by the result. Um, so I, I uh, it's it's and in 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 all honesty, I welcome talking to anybody about their concerns about this program or what we do. Um, it's a small percentage of the overall work. Our goal right now is nine percent. You know, and you know that's easy math. That means ninety-one percent of all the work goes to whoever. Um, but this nine percent, we're trying to use. We're trying to to get businesses started who have historically not been able to get started in government contracting. And it's a win for the government. Better prices, better pricing, more competition. It's all the things that um, make us as a department uh, more efficient. So I'm guessing growing up in Battle Creek, as you were thinking about your career, um, it probably, you never envisioned <laughs> doing something like this, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Transportation was not on my radar. <laughs> yeah. So talk about what the, the changes you've seen in 35 years. I mean, different uh, different presidencies, which means different heads at the Federal Highway yep. Administration, different yep. uh, philosophies, different governors. Different governors. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So, and, you know, you've kept your optimism. Um, you've <laughs> butted up against a lot of obstacles, I'm sure, over the years. So talk about that. Uh, actually, what I think makes this job this this work fulfilling is uh, i spend a lot of time working on big picture issues uh and i spend a lot of time talking to people and hopefully uh, enlightening them changing their mindset helping them see that opportunity is a good thing that's not it's not it's not what sustains me what sustains me and make this work makes this work worthwhile is when individual companies owners talk about how they got the opportunity to do this one job they did great work and then they were able to get the second job and the third job and now they went from being a one-man show or a husband and wife uh you know mom and pop to having employees seven eight nine ten twelve it's amazing um and when individuals, we have other programs, and one of them is the on-the-job training program, where we give individuals the support they need to get into the skilled trades. And when somebody talks about going from McDonald's to being a, a, a journeyman carpenter and being able to buy a house, those are the amazing things that come from uh, providing opportunity to people who are ready and willing to get their hands dirty. And so that's what's helped me over the 35 years, because like you said, presidents and governors and all these changes um, are, are, you know, philosophies change and all that stuff. But at the, at the end of the day, it's the people. And when I can get that call or have that conversation where a person talks about how we've helped them grow and improve in life, it just it, it, the rest of the stuff is irrelevant. So 
uh, Tuesday's event featured, I mean, just one really good example and success mm-hmm. story um, yep. is Onyx Enterprise and Terrellyn Buckles, who mm-hmm. started out as as a young uh, student at MDOT, basically, yes. has risen to uh, grow her own company, employ people, um, mm-hmm. has, has contracts with MDOT and many other organizations. Um, so it must just make you really happy when you see something like that. It really does. It it really does. Um, because and she works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I'm always joking with her and I'm like, you just keep going. You keep going. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where you get the energy. Um, but yeah, it does because it, it, she just needed a door open. And then she busted through the door and found four other doors. It's fantastic. And, and it does. It's very encouraging. Is there anything else you want to say about this? I didn't really plan this to be a, a Black History Month uh, episode, but it does dovetail with that, obviously. Um, for me, this job is um, it's less about specifics with regard to a, a Black, Hispanic, uh, a, Asian-specific, whatever it is. For me, the value of this is access and opportunity that has historically not been made available to people who deserve access and opportunity. The the fact that there's been African-American engagement, I love it. It's wonderful. Um, I wholeheartedly very much support it. Uh, but, uh, but it's not a, a competition between people. It is opportunity for all. And I and that is what I work for. Opportunity for all. And all includes all. It includes those who are differently abled. Um, it includes individuals from the LGBTQ community. It includes African Americans who've historically been kept out of contracting. And we still have a ways to go as a department. But we are making progress, and folks like Terrellyn are huge examples of that. Um, the, the business I was talking about earlier, owned by an uh, American Indian, Native American uh, individual, fantastic. Got one opportunity, turned it into five. The tenacity and grit that they exemplify um, is, I think, part of what you learn. When you're successful as a woman, as a minority, you learn how to hang in there. You learn how to open closed doors. Um, and so that's what I want to actually that's what I want to celebrate. And I think that's what Black History Month celebrates, how African-Americans historically have found ways to open closed doors or find windows that they can sneak into in order to make themselves heard and to accomplish their dreams. That's what I love about that's, this. That's very well said, and you're right, I think, about having to overcome those obstacles creates a sense of resilience that a lot of yes. others might not have, and I think the same thing applies to immigrants yes. who come here and work very hard. So Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that and that, that that's the way I feel, and I, I, I will tout that all day because um, I've got proof. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the differently able to. In fact, next time we talk about this, I, I'd like to talk about that component alone because uh, I think that's that's a really important point. So, all right. So, thank you, Lisa, so much for taking time to do this and, and talk about this. And uh, 
you know, congratulations on your successes. And, um, you know, we'll talk more in the future. We will. Thank you, Jeff. I'd like to thank you once more for tuning in to Talking Michigan Transportation. You can find show notes and more on Apple Podcasts or Buzzsprout. I also want to acknowledge the talented people who help make this a reality each week, starting with Randy Debler, who skillfully edits the audio, Jesse Ball, who proofs the content, Courtney Bates, who posts the podcast to various platforms, and Jackie Salinas, who transcribes the audio to make it accessible to all.